Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Terrorizing the Ravens of Lamar Jackson. Two third quarter touchdowns gives the Ravens their first lead of the night. Not where we want to be, but you know we haven't earned it. You know, I think we've struggled pretty much at everything. The Ravens beat the Buccaneers 27-22. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel. Lady, your smart speakers, download the podcast and listen on the app. You have us anywhere. Just click more on the lower right-hand corner of the ESPN app. Scroll down to live radio. You don't need a radio. You don't need to be in your car, in the shower, wherever you you take us with you if you have a phone, and everyone's got a phone. Good morning, Jay. It's called the app, Max. Yes. That's right. yes. How are you, Jay? Is it a good morning? I don't know what day it is. Yeah, you, you haven't slept deprived. a lot. You got a newborn Who baby. Who knows you got what's going kids. on? Their game's on. I'm watching Ben Simmons airball layups last night. Yeah. I'm watching what? Tom Brady get frustrated Wait, last ben night. Wait, Ben Simmons missed a shot? He what? airballed a layup anyway. What? I just. We should have led with that. Are you not entertained? I mean, you said yesterday that you thought it would be a bigger deal if Tom Brady lost. I did not. I just. It just looked bad. And, 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 I mean, we got LeBron James and Tom Brady in bad situations where it doesn't look like it's going to get better. I got to tell you, yeah, you're right, situation. That's right. Yes. Brady was still making throws. And, and Lamar, I mean, was there anyone – Jay, was at the end of that game, it was the first time in NFL history, I'm pretty sure it was just one guy on the field. <laughs> He was by himself. I mean, they, it was, rushed, they were they, running out of players. They, they rushed for 260 yards. They I mean, did. They, they got. They it got. Was, it was a tale of two halves, right? I mean, Lamar yep. Jackson threw the ball. I felt like 30 times in the first half, and they went away from the game plan. Obviously, when you think about Mark Andrews getting hurt coming off the field, they went back to what they do in the second half, and that's when they started to punish the Tampa Bay. Who defense. do you find in the end zone? Uh, it was. Likely, I guess it was, was the it third quarter, right when he rolls right. Isaiah Likely, and he see it may have been, and he sees, and he sees the. And they even mentioned it on the broadcast. He pulls it back. He's yeah. reading the defense. I think on the broadcast, what was pointed out is he went through three different ideas in the same progression right before he found his guy at the back of the end zone. And by the way, zipped it in there. He like, and that was to take the lead in the game. Like Lamar had himself a night. When you talk about the MVP race, and he had dropped out of it for a while. Jay on on, on this just in two PM Eastern ESPN, handsome most. I do a Jeez. quarterback tiers uh-huh. right. And so one guy's in the top tier. It's like pyramid. Two in the second, three in the third. And Lamar has dropped out of the top six the last week or two. He's back in there somewhere. Like, he's back in the mix after last night, I think. Uh, to a degree. I still think it's Josh Allen's to lose. At I mean, one, at, yes. At, at but one, he's yeah. among the guys you now have he's to in the talk about okay. after last can, night. I can, it was I, impressive. can I give you my thesis last night for after the game was over? All right. Just let this sink in, Max Kellerman. Okay, I'm letting it sink. On Sunday, mm-hmm. on Sunday, you have the Falcons versus the Panthers for first place in the NFC South. Also called the The P-U winner of the Bowl. game will get first oh, wait, place in the NFC South. Yeah. Can you believe that? No, it's nuts. That's are are nuts. you kidding me? I mean, last night I'm finding myself wondering, Byron Leftwich, the, the game plan just looks stale. It look, and I get that your O-line is depleted, but it's been depleted. Like, the worst thing to do is to do nothing. Like, it, 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 they came out with some pop a little bit in the first quarter, but then I, I didn't see wrinkles. I, I, I didn't see anything different. And that's, that's on Byron Leftwich. That's on Tom Brady. But it just seemed like the same. And I'm wondering, 
do we need to ask for Bruce Arians to come back on the sideline like it was in game one, game Ooh. two? Like, is that where we're at with Vicious. Tampa Bay? Vicious. Like, are we Jay trying to do something different? The, you, I, I hear what you're saying, and the funny thing is, when you look at the coach of the year candidates, take Dable in New York, who we obviously watch closely as Giants fans, one thing that you'll do, even, oh, it's a young, young and experienced line, lots of new pieces. They don't, you know, Neil is a turnstile early in the season, their first-round pick on the right side. He's putting four, like, there's a force field around Daniel Jones. One thing the Giants are going to make sure is, you ain't going to get to our quarterback. We are going to protect that guy. If you make up your mind that you're going to push your resources somewhere, you should be able to block for the run. They don't seem to be able to get any ground yards. And I don't, I don't blame that on a running back. That is, that the, that's the, the, the issue there is scheme. I mean, you're, right? you're, you're last in rushing yards. Yep. I mean, and I get that Tom Brady threw for 300-plus yards, you know, one touchdown, no interception. He should have been picked three times. Yeah. Three times throughout the course of the game. I mean, him and Mike Evans just seem like they can't get on the same page. It seems well, like a debacle. Jay, you can be a part of Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. I thought I already was. I thought my name was included in Keyshawn. Jay ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper the one fans deserve. What are you talking about? I got I got key moved out today. I'm working on you well, tomorrow. Key lost his voice. Key is uh, key key last night. If you heard yesterday morning's show, by the end of the show, he was Doc Rivers. We talked last night, and he's um, he's like, yeah, hey, I can't. I'm like, why are you calling me if you can't speak? What are you doing? It's too many shows back to back for that dude. <laughs> and then he Wait, got I fell did, for. Did yeah. he call you specifically just to tell you he couldn't talk? Yeah, pretty much. That's yeah. the most Keyshawn thing I ever heard in my life. Keyshawn is. He also uh, interrupted Jay five times during that. Con- no, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's low managing. That's what we're doing. He's low. Yeah, yeah, right now. Listen, low, uh, well, low, it makes sense because we have a couple buys back to back, and then yeah. and then you know the, by Monday's game, you know he's he got th- those three days rest. So everybody, sing key your well wishes that he gets his voice back. He'll get his voice he'll, back. He'll yeah. be fine. He'll be just fine. Here, should I should I do uh, should I do? He'll be fine. Two hundred yards. Fine. Don't do too 197 much. One hundred ninety-seven yards <laughs> through the air. One touchdown. Punch one in. No interceptions. There's we we have Key sitting right there now. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Brady, by the way, want to hear Tom Brady on his Would subpar play on the team's subpar play? You know, I think we struggled pretty much at everything. You know, we just struggled in the red area, struggled in third down, struggled in the run game, uh, two-point plays, um, short yardage, backed up, and start first quarter, start of the third quarter, not very good offense football. I mean, they're, they're top three in the league in pre-snap penalties. It just looks like this team lacks discipline. So I'm going to break it down to such a simplistic level because I know that, you know, I'm not going to be the guy to dig our fan base into the details of the game, right, from a football perspective. But the the way way you approach, like, it's a game of quarters, right? So in basketball, we look at this and say, how do we win each quarter, right? So how do you start each quarter off with the right type of energy where it's demonstrative, you're here to play? I felt like the Baltimore Ravens, had this energy for each quarter where it was aggressive, whereas I felt like it was patchwork for the Buccaneers. It felt like if one play didn't go right, 
it just didn't feel right. Like mm-hmm. everybody was angry about it. And it, it oh, we're not going to get it back in this one play. Then it was everybody threw their hands up in there. It was just a different, complete interview. What are you saying, Jay? Think about what you're saying. Same thing Tom Brady's saying, although Tom Brady, unlike Aaron Rodgers, would not separate himself from the group. He c- includes himself in those it, – it's always us, we, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't. Mm-hmm. However, it, the inescapable conclusion from listening to Brady and listening to you just then is this is a coaching issue. I mean, whatever injuries you want to talk about, and that's legit, I would, I would point to the injuries – but what Brady is saying, if you, if you interpret it and put it together with what you're saying, Jay, it leads inevitably to the idea that Bowles is not doing a great job here. I don't have time to worry about injuries when I'm an athlete on the field or on the court. I only have what I have on my team, and my job is to win the game. Last night, it's not like last night was not a winnable game. That's the thing. That's And all these games have been miscues. They've been lack of discipline. And I I hate it, but it does fall back on Todd Bowles. That's why I asked the question to you earlier, Max. Is it time to bring Bruce Arians back as a sideline coach just to have his presence there? And I know Bruce doesn't want to do that because then what that insinuates to the public is that Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich can't do it without him. But that's the reality of where this team is right now. 888- Say ESPN, 888-729-3776. You can give us a call on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Is Todd Bowles the issue in Tampa? Lamar Jackson was in the zone in the Ravens' 27-22 win versus Brady and the Bucks last night. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. A trade in the NFL happened yesterday, Jay. What? And... I, I, so I think it caught everybody by surprise. Well, it's two of our teams from this show. That's right. It's two of our teams. It's James is Giants and the Chiefs. And our Giants. Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Jay, this, this time of the week, I'm usually exhausted because, you know, the games are on late, especially this time of year, basketball, baseball, and the NFL. So we're never going to bed early, and we got to get up. You know, we can push it maybe till 4 in the morning, but, it, you know, it, it's not a lot of sleep. But you this week, you had a spe- – because you got a newborn on top of it. So let me, let me tell you about yesterday. Have you ever had these moments where you black out on your kids and then you feel horrible 
about blacking out on them. Not me, never. I'm Later a in the parent. day, though, like after you get through, when you actually have a moment to stop moving. So I found myself yesterday, our call, right? Our call is typically at 3.30 where we all get on the phone. We talk about what we're going to do the next day. So I'm, I'm in the car. I got my, we picked my daughter up from school, Amelia. She's four. She's all the way in the back now. She used to be in the front, it feels like a year ago. Now she's all the way in the back. Because I got three grown-ass kid seats in the car now. I got my son behind me kicking on my back seat. The, the car seats press up against my seat. And I got my daughter, who is like, you know, 15 days old, who's just crying. And you drive that little compact. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Working I, I, man. Right? So I, 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 have a, I have a truck. But still, everybody's on top of each other. So, and by the way, I have Victoria. She was great. Our camera lady, she, she made me lasagna. So I got the lasagna in the back. I got all this stuff in the you car. You made Jay right? lasagna? Yeah, because nobody, nobody's no sleeping me any lasagna. Yeah, it, stop. It's not about you right now, Max. Anyway. lasagna? Yeah. All I hear is, I'm like, what, what the hell is going on? And I look, and my tire pressure is going from, like, 38 to 32 to 28 to 18. You I'm may like, have had a flat tire, oh, Jay. I have, yes, I have a flat tire. <laughs> so I found myself out there yeah. trying to change my tire by myself because this principal, instead of calling AAA because now I just want to do it. Wait, got, wait, wait. Stop right there. That is idiotic. Why wouldn't you call AAA? They're the best. They are, but I'm a, I want to be a man's man at this time. I just want to do it myself. It's easy. What? Well, really then, you, then I'd like to be a ladies' man or whatever, the opposite of a man's man. Because, because I, what? I don't know. I just wanted to get over with and get home. I was tired. It's How'd been that a long work for day. you? It didn't work well, Pat. All I know is I got my daughter saying, I'm hungry. My son is like, ah, ah, hitting on himself. And my daughter's screaming. I said, everybody just shut up. <sighs> I got it changed finally. We got home. I, 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 and I told my wife. I'm calling the Child I, Protective I Services, my by kids. the way. I cursed at my kids. I can't believe I cursed at my kids. My daughter looked shocked. Does she, was, has she it, heard the words before? I, I don't know. She just knows she that heard those are angry words. She heard it then. Yeah, it, was like, yeah. it, was like, it was like the Pope watching somebody curse. That's yeah. my daughter's look. Aww. I know, and I, just, I lost it, and I felt like a bad human being. Did you just call yourself the Pope? No, I was saying the look on my daughter's Jay, face listen. was as if the Pope... Somebody Jay cursed the Pope has out. slept probably this week. I'm going to guess the entire week, maybe 15 hours, right? I've been getting on average like three and a half. It's not enough. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
Kadarius Tony is the best receiver on their team. It just didn't seem like a guy that was going to be a culture fit for Joe Shane and Brian Dable. Somebody had to spend a first round draft pick. They get it for a conditional third. This should be Chris Paul not being able to go to the Lakers. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN2. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You can give us a call on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So here's the big trade from yesterday, Jay. It kind of came out of nowhere. The Kansas City Chiefs trade a conditional third, which I suppose means it's a fourth now, and if he hits certain things, it becomes a third, right? Mm -hmm. And a sixth rounder in the draft to the Giants for wide receiver Kadarius Toney, who was a top 20 pick a couple years ago. A little injury prone, though. Had some issues with our Giants. And you heard reports on our air out of training camp and stuff like he's always last in line. They didn't like his, the way he was getting after mm-hmm. things, so he's injury prone. The coaches clearly didn't like some other stuff about him. It's, it's out, at least the reports were. Is it the and, left hamstring? Is it the right one? You don't want to go on a trip to London. Which one is it? But the dude is extremely talented. And while on the Giants, he, oh, maybe he could be a... On the Chiefs, all he's got to be is a matchup problem, another matchup problem on the offense. So you have McCole Hardman. He's, oh, when is he going to turn a corner? He is what he is. But he's still a fast dude, right? Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He is not a number one, but he is a take-the-lid-off-the-defense kind of guy. He can get behind your defense. A fast dude. Kelsey's number one. Kelsey's, Kelsey's the number Kelsey's one. Kelsey's the number one you guy. Juju so you have Kelsey, who's, who's your, as Key would define it, your alpha receiver because you run the passing game through him. But now everywhere you look, there is a fast matchup problem on the field. So they get a top 20 pick essentially for a third and a sixth that works for the Chiefs, and it could be a tipping point in their offense. It just makes it that much more difficult. The Giants get rid of a guy they weren't going to use anyway and get some extra draft capital. I think it's a win-win. I, I like the move. I mean, I, I, I know yesterday when, when it went down, I, I was like, okay, like that's, that's a luxury. That's an added-on bonus to a, a team that it feels like – Look, if you want the vertical stretch game to open up a little bit, he can provide that, right? Just having him on the field gives it that option to do a lot, a lot of other account things. account for him. Right? Like, you, you can throw screens to it, jet sweeps. You can do all these different things. You can, I, I trust Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid to implement him into the system where you're not asking him. Well, if to, it works, it's Andy Reid. But if it doesn't work, then not, not Eric, on this show. Then it's Eric if Bien-Aimé. it works, it's Eric Bieniemy on I this see. show. I see. Yeah, James already yelled at me about that earlier. But, like, I'll tell you what. So, that move happening, it just – it brought me back to a different point, though, yesterday when it went down. I'm like, okay, Robbie Anderson now, Kadarius Tony, they've been traded for cheap prices, it feels like. You, you got that going on, right? Like okay. You're also thinking about, okay, like Robert Quinn was moved from Chicago. They're letting go of pieces. Like That's another addition to a championship-like team. What the hell is Green Bay doing? Okay, wait, before what we is, get to Green Bay. What is Green Bay doing? You and we- I have talked about Kadarius Tony, and I really do think he is – He's not when, when, when you have a really talented player who's expected to be one thing, I think of even like a very different personality and work ethic and all this kind of stuff, but Andre Iguodala on the Sixers. He's not the number one scorer on a championship team. They were kind of trying to so cast him Back when way. he was like AI. Way back, yeah, way back. When he when. was like okay, right. leading the team in scoring. But yeah, but when Iguodala is 
just needs to do his part on a team, then it's like unfair. Like wait, with Golden got, State. Yeah. Igwood, wait, he's just got to play defense and be the fourth scorer or fifth option? Oh, my God. That's Kadarius Tony to me. It sounds like that's how you're thinking of him, yep. too, on the Chiefs. However, Bart Scott on Barton Hahn has a different thought about what Tony could mean on this Chiefs offense. Kadarius Tony is the best receiver on their team right now. On the Chiefs. Right now. Instantly, be, a, better, a guy that, better than Harmon. A guy that has done literally nothing at the NFL level, and now he's the best. Better than Harmon. Better than Juju. Better than better than Valdez Scanley. This dude's a problem, man. This dude is so talented; it's ridiculous. And they just get a player like that that somebody had to spend a first round draft pick. Do they you, get him for a conditional third. Do you think that we need to boycott? This should be Chris Paul not being able to go to the Lakers. I, I have I have no doubt. In Bart's ability to see talent. I mean, I, I watched Kadarius Tony when he was at Florida. Super talented dude. I just don't always know if there is discipline for that talent to translate onto the field. I mean, I think right. Look, like there are a lot of question marks around the character. Now that could be how is the Brian Dable situation panned out. He didn't how draft him. Yep, how he handled it. Um, and you know, maybe Andy Reid can't or Eric, Eric Bieniemy can be that guy to open up that war chest for him. But the history doesn't prove that for me in the short sample size. One of the things that you do when you look at the Giants draft, the way they take Wandell for, they kind of got a guy like that who's even a little more like explosive and stronger in Kadarius Tony. That's weird. Well, that administration, the you know Joe Shane, Brian Dable didn't draft Kadarius Tony. So then you start looking at that, and they like Wandell. Then you see Kadarius. Then you hear reports over the summer. Kadarius Tony. They don't love him in training camp. The media thinks he's not looking like he's getting after it. This and that. Plus, he's injury prone, right? So you start to read into that, mm-hmm. and then he falls out of favor. He's not on the field that much. So I, I so I think it is fair for you to make certain assumptions, Jay. Like it looks like maybe he doesn't have what it takes so far to be a number one. But Bart sees number one type receiver talent there. And remember when he was drafted, he's almost like one of these hybrid receiver back types. Like you can carry the ball. That's why I said like. there's a lot of upside. You got him for cheap. You see the potential. Then like implement him and let him figure it out. If he doesn't figure it out, it doesn't hurt you overall for the move. Well, between Reed and Bienemy and Mahomes, I think they're going to – I trust f- in that. Whatever, whatever's in there, we're going to find out what, what the upside is because they're about – they got, I just think – I don't think of them as a number one. I think of them as a weapon. Like we had Weapon piece. X. We had Brian Dawkins on the de- from the defense of the Eagle safety back in the day. And, you know, that's how I think of Kadarius Tony, like a weapon – not like Dawkins, but like a Weapon X. This is a guy who can kind of do some stuff for you so, that's hard to account for. I know, by the way, I know things didn't work out off the field. Remember Dave Meggett back in the day on the Giants? It was like, boy, he could do a lot, lot for you. So he's a weapon with the upside of potentially having the talent to be a number one. Right. I, I, like, I like that. But yeah. it does bring me back to my question once again. I've seen a lot of teams make moves for the cheap. Robbie Anderson, Kadarius Toney, Robert Quinn. What the hell are the Green Bay Packers doing? We talk about their offense struggling to a degree. Aaron Rodgers not really finding his way. We're seeing these additional pieces being added on to other teammates. Like Gudikins, we've heard Aaron Rodgers talk about this multiple times. Oh, you know, I, I trust in Gudikins. I have faith that he will make the right move. They have yet to make any moves. Yeah, especially, look, you saw it in the offseason. This always happens in the NFL. And I brought this up, again, as a Giants fan with the offensive line problems. I saw Shaq Mason was traded to the Bucks for a fifth-round pick. 
And I thought, well, okay, stop right there, everyone. I don't want to hear how hard it is to fix an offensive line. guy like Shaq Mason's available for a fifth-round pick. You get Robert Quinn moved, as you mentioned. You get, when you, it's always easy to look at those kind of moves and say, what is this team doing? They're standing pat, right? And, and, but the Packers' track record in terms of that stuff has been pretty good recently, being able to get to the playoffs every year. The question is, but never get what do they get do to the right, get over the hump? The Chiefs advance in the playoffs every year, and here's a move that I think will result in them advancing probably farther than they would have otherwise. Well, the issues came from the track record, that they would try to draft talent and build talent over time instead of going out and getting those dominant wide receivers or people to help. You know, Aaron Rodgers truly get there and get over the top. Four of the biggest games of the NFL week. We're going to get you ready for week eight. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Four Downs is brought to you by Geico. Switch to Geico today and see all the ways you could save here on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, Four Downs. You know, you know what my favorite thing is, Jay? How before each down we have that first down, Bears at Cowboys, like that whole thing, right? So let's hear it, Yates. First down. All right, where's the Bears at Cowboys thing, though? Bears at Cowboys. There it is, Pat. Hold on. What's wrong with we don't have the Bears at Cowboys? All right, Pat's going to have to do it. How, all right, Bears at Cowboys, Jay. How confident are you in Dak Prescott to lead the Cowboys? Listen, forget about to the playoffs, to a playoff win this year. They're going to make the playoffs. Can they win a game in the freaking playoffs? I look for Dak Prescott to lead the Cowboys to multiple wins in the playoffs, just not one. One is no longer acceptable. All right, and I, look in this game in particular coming up this weekend. We know what their defense is. We've seen how their offense can be handled by Cooper Rush. We watch. We've had one game now as far as a litmus test for Dak Prescott thus far. I still think the upside for Dak is a lot higher. I look forward to seeing the upside for Justin Fields. Yeah, man. We saw them beat the Pats. Right, this team rushed for over two hundred and fifty yards on the ground. Obviously, the way they do it with David Montgomery. You talk about. The, they run the game, right? I get that Khalil Herbert and company. But still, that pass rush, it's going to be interesting to see how Justin Fields can generate points with his feet. You know, Justin Fields, to me, I thought the reason I wanted the Giants to draft him originally, I, wanted him to, I know they have Daniel Jones. I, like, I think Justin Fields has greatness in there. He reminds me in certain ways of Dak Prescott, big, strong kid, fast, and with a big arm. But more, but like a souped-up version of yeah. Dak. He looks to me like a higher-ceiling guy. He's not nearly the quarterback Dak is yet. But he has a similar effect on a team. Jay, the Bears are in every game. They're no good. They don't have anything. But they're in every game. And it seems to me because it's because of Justin Fields. So, listen, they are uh, Chicago's plus 345. That's a pretty big underdog. And Dallas is minus 455. That's a big underdog. 
Cowboys FBI gives them an 85% chance of winning. I'm telling you, Bears should be in this game. And don't let Dak Prescott lose to the Bears. So do you think the Bears will cover? It's yep. nine and a half point. Yep. Dallas nine I and a half point favorites. I do. I think Fields figures out a way. Some guys have a kind of galvanizing effect on a team. Yeah. And Fields, to me, seems to be one of those guys. I thought that. I think that about Joe Burrow. I think certain guys, just their presence uh, uh, juices guys. At home, I'm going to take Dallas to cover this game. Though. You think they're going to cover? I, 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 don't, I, I don't see the Bears being able to control – like, you know, what happened in the last game against the Pats, they came out, they threw the ball yep. in, the first, in the first quarter a ton, right, which opened up the running game. I don't know if they're going to be able to pull that off against secondary of the, of the Cowboys thus far, open up the running game. Jay, it's time for second down. Second down. At Patriots at Jets. Not bad, Pat. Not bad. Okay. Patriots at Jets. This is Sunday, 1 p.m. window, uh, Jay. New England is favored um, – on the road by two and a half, minus 140, Jets plus 118. That's pretty close odds, but damn, there are the two and a half point favorites at Jets. Meantime, FPI says the Jets have a 51.5% chance of winning. According to ESPN's FPI, we think that they ought to be the slight favorites. The over-under is 40 points, by the way. Jay, Mac Jones is going to start, and this moved the odds in the Patriots' favor. Is that the right call? Yes, it, it, this is the quarterback that you are starting to build the franchise around. And look, Bailey Zappi, I like him. I think he is talented. I, I know Key thinks he should start. He should be the starter moving Dr. forward. Dr. Z. I see Mac Jones being that guy who needs to find the reps. And I give him credit for how he – if you're going to be committed to Mac Jones, be committed to Mac Jones. Like, he is the leader that people see in the locker room. And even though I don't think he's, he's played as well as people think he could play – I think you made that decision early in the season. you got to stick with it for another season. You know who's convinced me of Mac Jones as a starter? Mike Tannenbaum, and I'll tell you why. Mike T was on this show saying, look, Bailey Zappi is he's probably like 6'6", six, six, something like that. He's not a six tall feet. quarterback. Okay. He's not fast. And it's not impossible for a guy like that to succeed. Drew Brees, right? Tua. Tua can run, but he's not like blazing fast. But the, the point is, it's not impossible, but the odds are against it. Because if you're short and by the quarterback standards, and you're not fast, the margin for error is basically zero, right? So Bailey Zappi, can you win a Super Bowl with him? Man, everything would have to go right, and he'd have to turn out to be a better player even than you realize. For that reason, I think your best shot at winning a Super Bowl if you're the Patriots in the coming years, based on what's on your roster, is Mac Jones. What are you trying to do here? Just be barely above 500, something like that, losing the first round of the playoffs? Or are you trying to do something, right? I think Mac Jones, the more I think about it, is really your only option. I don't think, any, I don't think either quarterback can help you win a Super Bowl. Well, Zappi looked good, though, when he was playing. He looked okay, against good. two of the worst defenses in the league. That's true. Okay, so I, I, and I like Mac Jones. I'm just saying the body of work that Mac Jones had last year finishing top eight in a lot of statistical categories, even if it was packaged. How long would it take you to get those stats up? Those were very impressive stats. If I if I vamp here for 10 seconds, not what I do for a living. No, damn. Jay rattled off some stats on Mac Jones the other day. You had you were loaded. completion percentage. It was every important stat. He was top 10. It it was was ridiculous. I mean, regardless of whether you want to tell me it was packaged up right by Bill Belichick or not. He still had to be on the field and do it and execute. 100%. Again, I talk about the Giants all the time because they're 6-1, and one, by the way, everyone. But 
like, I, I look at, well, Daniel Jones, they're scheming it up from, he still got to do it. They did everything right by Mac Jones last year. And as Key says, you just got to dri- drive to the stadium as a rookie. Show me you know how to get there. You're not expecting anything. He did more than just drive to the stadium. He understood how to steer the ship. The ship was designed perfectly for him, but he did it very, very well by rookie quarterback NFL standards, I thought. I do think that 12-game win streak that Bill Belichick has over the Jets, I think that comes to an end on Sunday. Agreed. I, I, I'm, I'm surprised the Jets are not favored. The Jets have one of the more talented rosters in the NFL. And I know Vera Tucker's a big loss. Brees Hall's a Brees big, Hall's loss. big loss. Yeah. Um, but they still just look around. Stay Both with the sides game plan. of the ball, they got talent. Stay with the game plan. Let James Robinson you know, still yep. run the ball. That's right. Don't have Zach Wilson try to do too much. Imagine if they if they if Becton never got hurt. Like the Jets, well, this is what happens when you draft at the top, you know, for a hundred years in a row. Time for third down, guys. Third down. Pat. Giants at Seahawks. Not bad. Giants at Seahawks, Jay. Um, Seattle is favored by three at home. Giants plus 140. Seattle minus 165 on the money line. The over and under over under is 44 and a half points. Seattle FPI gives a 56.8% chance of winning. I by the way, as as a Giants fan, this is the one I looked when I look at the schedule and the Giants were on that little roll. I was like, uh, Seattle does a lot of the same kind of stuff they do only uh they're at home. The Giants will have to travel all the way to the West Coast. They're winning a lot of close games. The Giants are kind of due for a, a close loss, I would say. I get, I get what the odds makers are saying here, Jay. Oh, yay of little faith. Which team between Seattle and, and, and New York is most likely to keep their momentum going, do you think? I have the Giants winning this game. I, I know it's going to be tough. It just feels like every game we've said that the Giants have been outmatched, right? They were outmatched against the Titans. Then it was like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be too much for them in London. Then it came down to, like, Lamar Jackson. Can they contain him? It, it, they play a brand of football for four straight quarters yeah. where you know what time it is. They don't play down or up to the level of their competition. It's consistent. That's a great point. I have the Giants. My favorite thing about this team is is what you just said. But even without Metcalf, man, they got more at receiver than the Giants do. Seattle does. And so when it comes down to it at home. Control the tempo of the game, man. Yeah, but Seattle does the same kind of stuff. Okay. But they're the ones, I don't know. I, it just feels like the Giants are due a for a, a Giants close fan. loss. You're a nervous Giants fan right now. Damn straight. Um, fourth, fourth down. down. Fourth down. So, Buffalo Bills are at the Green Bay Packers. Wait, wait. Bills at Packers. Oh, sorry. That's right. Continue. What are you doing? That's right. Sorry about that, Pat. Um, Bills at Packers. This is a Sunday primetime game. Buffalo, the spread is is 11 points. Buffalo favored by 11 at Lambeau. Green Bay's plus 400. Buffalo minus 550 on the money line. The over-under is 47 and a hook. The Bills, according to FBI, have a 83.3% chance of winning. By the way, 16.7% chances hit all the time. Right? It's like almost a one in five shot. It happens. But let me ask you this, Jay. How surprised are you that Aaron Rodgers is an 11-point dog? At home? Surprised? At home? At home. It's 11 points? Yeah. I, I, I mean, look, I, I think the Bills are playing the best football in the NFL along with the Eagles. 
Like I, I, I think these two teams are completely. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's Packers at Bills. I knew Packers something was Bills. wrong with that. It's Packers yeah. at Bills. They're not at Atlanta. Yeah, I was like, right. when you were talking about that, I, yeah, yeah, okay, sorry. It didn't make sense. It's all right. Um, that's not surprising at all, right? Like it, I, I don't see the Packers winning a single quarter. Okay, here's the question uh, right you're now. Me take a different question. Take every single thing away, Jay. Take all of the personnel away except leave the quarterbacks. Rob Ninkovich, ESPN NFL analyst, this is what really occurred to me the other day. Take every yep. player away from both teams but leave the quarterbacks. Who has the advantage? Josh Allen. So Josh he's Allen's better. Gotta, so, so Josh Allen's better than Aaron Rodgers. I just want to say that right now. At this point, Josh it's, Allen's a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. Right now? Like yeah. in the yep. point of the yep. season? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Okay. I just yeah. want to state that. Yeah. Josh Allen's better than Aaron Rodgers. You'd rather but, have Josh Allen as your but, quarterback but, but than that's Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's, that's like not, no, it's that's is like, that obvious, really? Because Aaron Rodgers, definitively, you can point to someone. I think he and Mahomes have been going back and forth the last four years. Put, Who's the best? Is it Mahomes or Rodgers? But now you have a guy you I put think ahead if you put of Aaron Rodgers on the Buffalo Bills. They'd be really, they'd be, they'd be like, really good. Scary. Like, I just said take everyone away from both. I know, teams but now. I'm yeah, saying but both of them way. are very good. Like if you take the attributes, you would take just. Down, go down the list of Josh Allen. He's young. He can run the football. He's 6'4", 260 or whatever, how big he is. He's a massive dude. Like, you're just taking that because of his age and, and what else he can bring to the game. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he's still really good football player, like very good football player. He's just the supporting cast around him isn't. But, again, I just want to point something out. He's won back-to-back MVPs on 13-game winners. He has been up way up there in QBR, put all the stats up. Back-to-back reigning MVP Aaron Rodgers is at this point in time, no one's ta- you're not going to find someone who says they're going to take him over Josh Allen. So I just want to be very clear. Due Josh Allen's better than Aaron Rodgers. Due to the people around him, though. Uh, I didn't say that. I know, but that's like like you can't can't look at it and say, well... That's like, which car would you rather, Ferrari or Corvette, but you got to take the motor out. You're like, what? No, not the motor. They are the motor. That's what I'm saying. They're the engine. It's just interesting. Like, Aaron Rodgers is still a special talent. It just, it's fit with the team. And I I never really, it's really funny, Nick, like, being an athlete in sports, when people try to remove the ancillary pieces, and ju- it doesn't work it does, that it way. It, it can never work it's, that okay, way. It's like Switch the, same, the Chicago Bulls without you know some of their key pieces like in the 90s. What would they have been? It's like Yeah, but I could tell you definitively, Michael Jordan was better than everybody else. He was the best. And it seems to me right now, at this point in time in this season, Josh Allen's the best football player, right? Number yeah, one. Yeah, I and, mean, with, with, and the two guys nipping at his heels, neither one I, is Aaron Rodgers. I'd much rather have Josh Allen on my football team over the last couple of years than Aaron Rodgers, but that's... Really? Well, over the last couple of years? Been, two years. I think this is new. Well, I, I, I was a, talking about how much I like Josh Allen last year. No, he was great, but what I'm saying is there's a reason Rodgers won back-to-back MVP. There's also like this, this thing called chemistry and fit with age groups. Like Josh mm-hmm. Allen is closer in age to everybody else. You start to... Feel like the old guy when you're in your 30s and you see 20 guy like 20 year olds walk in. You're looking at them and they're going out to the clubs on the weekends. You know, look at looking for companionship, and you're like, "Well, I'm I'm going home." You know, I got to my the, kids, the wife and kids, and hey, there's if, a if difference. It, if they swap teams, would would the Bills be as good with Rodgers as they are with Josh Allen? Yeah, okay, I think would, they'd be pretty good. They would. I mean, they'd they, be they, great. You would you would miss some of the runs that Josh Allen. You, you wouldn't have the quarterback power you wouldn't have all those things that make a defense it's tough you can't how do you stop 
that guy when he's you know barreling down on you. As so a they'd big be a, dude. so they wouldn't be quite as good as they that, are now. I think that they might be better in maybe some other areas. Spreading what about the, ball the Packers? Around. Would the Packers be better or worse with Josh Allen than they are? with They'd Aaron be better because you could run the football. Sounds with to me like Josh Allen's better. Nick, I want to ask you a question uh, because I, I I posed this at the beginning of our show coming off last night's game, right? So. We, we heard yesterday that Kadarius Tony gets traded from the Giants mm-hmm. to the Chiefs, right? It's a, it's a luxury. It's an added-on weapon. I've yep. seen Robbie Anderson, Kadarius Tony get traded for cheap. I see Robert Quinn go from the Bears to the Eagles, right? Upgrades. The team that I haven't seen try to upgrade at all, the Green Bay Packers. Like, and I get that there are challenges on the defensive side of the ball because we expected that defense to be a, a top-five defense. They've been nowhere close. But do you, is it the same thing, once again, that Brian Gutekinds and company have not – are they not going to make a move for Aaron Rodgers? I think it comes down to, you know, what are you giving up for it? So some of the mentality of we're giving up future picks in the draft, which are young talent that you don't know what that third round, second round pick is going to be when you trade it away. You look at the Eagles, they went and got Robert Quinn because they felt that if they added depth in the pass rushing room – for whatever they gave up for him, I don't know exactly the, the details on that trade, but their short-term gain for what they're trying to do this season is better than the long-term gain of the draft pick, whichever that may be. And I think you also have to look at the needs because a pass rusher is a simple plug-and-play. They don't need to know the, anything about the defense. You know, you, you literally, Robert Quinn comes into the building, you say, all right, it's third down. Do your thing. Go ahead. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter what yep. the coverage is. Doesn't matter the game. Like go pat, go get the the quarterback. But a receiver or maybe somebody else that's more intricate in having to learn the system might not be so beneficial in the first. I'd say maybe three to five weeks. So this is the team that we're going to see moving forward. I think for this the Green is Bay the Packers. team. And this then what's it. available? You know, like what what could the Packers add to their roster right now that's going to help some of the issues that they have? And what team? You know. Brandon Cooks, maybe, but he's guaranteed eighteen million next year. Let's you know, let, like let, I want to get back to the Eagles because Jay's mind has been on Aaron Rodgers all morning, all morning, right? Like this is where your mind goes uh, when this comes up. What are they doing for Rodgers? I, I also feel like Rodgers could, at this point, could kind of be sitting back, like I told you so. Like maybe hmm. he had some input in not bringing someone in or mm. maybe bringing someone in that he would like to have brought in. But they were like, no, we'll just stick to the draft picks. You take care. You know, you're the best quarterback. We're paying you 50 million bucks. You get the best out of them. And, you know, at this point, if you're Rodgers, you're like, look, I'm not the one drafting or selecting who they're bringing in in the offseason. Like, I would love to have that. Remember, that was some of the issue mm-hmm. that there was a problem with him not having input in the process, so maybe in the process, because a lot of times these office management people, they feel like they're, you know, they never played, but they feel like they're the smartest guys in the room. Like, oh, no, you're, I'm the GM. I'm the, the pro scout. Like, I know what I'm looking at. And as a player, like, all right, well, what's going on? I hate those people who never played and think they're so smart. So listen, Nick. There's a lot of guys out there. They're the Majority worst. of coaches, they they're the play. worst. Oh, they're the worst. You know, Max, anyway. you played before. Anyway, you <laughs> box. Oh, never box. God, I, I, it's just the worst. <laughs> so, so Nick, I want to get back to the Eagles and the Cowboys for a second. The 
Eagles are excellent on both sides of the line of scrimmage, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, if you kind of averaged it out, I'd say they have the best line of scrimmage in the NFL. If you look at the offensive line plus what they have up front on defense. But in terms of just purely the defensive front, I think the Cowboys probably probably got Younger, it. more explosive. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they add Quinn, and I'm like, ooh, they just the Eagles just made – that's the Cowboys' strength. They just kind of made that closer in an arms race I, on the I, up front. I love Robert Quinn. I think he's a, a heck of a football player. He had 18 and a half sacks last year. He has one this year. They're doubling him every time? They're doubling him. So yeah. you, you put him in a – well, you know, chipping, doubling – Attention. Yeah, That's the right, attention right, yeah. aspect of it. He gets the attention because he's a good pass rusher. So it's just like uh, if I was, if you were pass rushing next to Aaron Donald, the the amount of numbers you have, like you can't block them all. So they have to select who is the guy that we have to put the most attention to, and then the rest of the guys have to win their one on ones. So I think with the Eagles, you know, they have a good defense, they have a good front. You bring in Robert Quinn. He's an addition. He comes on the field on third down. The offense has to make a choice. Who do we put our attention to? And if he's the guy on one-on-ones, hopefully he gets the he He's going to get those home. sacks. It reminds me not only of Von Miller in a way, although he's closer <laughs> to his prime, I think, but who – I keep forgetting. Who was it who the Rams brought in, the edge rusher, but a linebacker, uh, when they made the run to the Super Bowl a couple years ago? He, he Like the one, his, a pass-rushing specialist – and everyone knows who I'm talking about. If I said the name, what's that? Von Miller? You're talking Von no, Miller? no, Von pre-Von Miller. Miller. Pre-Von this is this Miller. is their first run in what was yeah. that? 18. Oh, when they lost to the Pats. Yeah, yeah. They brought in the edge rusher, yeah, and sure. I'll, I'll tell you during the I'll look it up during the commercial break. Nick. But uh, anyway, that it's, it reminds me of those kind of moves because it, it wasn't Bobby Wagner. This is going back three or four years. It, it, it reminds me of those kind of moves because when you're already stacked on the line, yeah. well, you bring that guy and it's a problem. Nick, I, I want to go real quick because we only got about a minute left here. We have a big game coming up this weekend. You have the Pats on the road at the Jets, right? Uh, There's been a move. Obviously, Mac Jones is going to be the starter moving forward. Is that the right move? Good. Yeah. That's what I thought, right? Name them just like the the one issue that I had with the the wishy-washy, we'll see. Name Mac Jones your starter. Give him the confidence because the confidence goes a long way, especially in in any aspect of being an athlete. Confidence is key. When you pull somebody – and there's, there was a rotation there, but you never go back in, there's a lack of a rotation. When you get pulled out of a game, you don't go back in the game. That's not a rotation in my eyes. Hmm. So, you know, hmm. I think with Mac coming back from an injury, okay, if there was a protection phase of let's put him out there and see how he does, then pull him off the field and the stadium's chanting for the backup, that's going to hurt your confidence. Exactly. That's going to hurt your confidence. And then going into the next week, they don't name you as the starter – that's going to hurt your confidence. They need to clearly state that he's our first-round pick, 15 overall, who's a great rookie, and he's our starting quarterback. I've never seen where a coach waits right before the game to it's name like the a, starter. It's like a it's like a it's their childish it, game you play with Bill kids. tries Bill tries to do this for the you know, it's not like another team's preparing for Lamar Jackson or Tom Brady, like there's two different styles of quarterback. It's basically, basically Zappy and Mac. Like, hey, they're going to yeah. run the same stuff. I was thinking of Dante Fowler. And by the way, oh, on the, listen to these sack totals till he hits the Rams. Eight, four, 
Then he has a full season with the Rams, 11 and a half, right? Yeah. Because all you got to do is go get the quarterback, like you said, Nick, and they're already stacked up front. Donald. I think Quinn is a whole lot for the Eagles. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Are the Ravens a lock to win the AFC North? Thanks, Nick. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2.